content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. One Life Radio is brought to you by our sponsors, great companies like Sun Warrior, the pioneers of plant-based protein. From the sun to the plant to you, go to sunwarrior.com to learn more about all the products and use the code OLR for 20% off your order. Enviromedica, makers of Terraflora, a novel broad-spectrum symbiotic combining spore-form probiotics and advanced food-based ancient prebiotics. Find Terraflora and the full line of products at enviromedica.com. Ned CBD. Keep it simple, keep it natural with Ned CBD. And good news, animal lovers, Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is not just for humans, it's great for humans' best friend. That's right, it's not just for you, it's for your canine or feline as well. Explore Ned's line of full-spectrum hemp products at helloned.com and use the code OLR at checkout for 15% off. Paleo Magazine, now all digital. Go to paleomagazine.com to subscribe. The Wellbeing Journal. Veg World Magazine, the International Society of Sports Nutrition, and Thorn Research. Visit our dispensary at oneliferadio.com for 20% off and free shipping. You can find more information on all of our sponsors, including links to listener discounts on the oneliferadio.com sponsor page. Thank you for listening to One Life Radio. baby. Do you want to go higher, baby? You're in the right place. You're listening to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Ronaldo Davis broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. How are you doing today, Ronaldo? I'm doing well. I'm feeling great. The sun is shining and I'm here. <laughs> You've been super positive lately and I like that. Uh, you know, a lot of the funk is going away with the COVID-19. People are getting stronger and the anxiety levels are coming down. And, and so I have to ask for an update since today is Animal Day brought to you by Ned CBD. So, uh, uh, speak, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's Happy Furry Friday. Uh, like I said, brought to you by Ned CBD. So good news, animal lovers. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is not just for humans. It's great for humans' best friends as well. So get yours at helloned.com and use the code OLR for 15% off your first order. And what I was going to ask you is how's Phoebe and your mother-in-law? Are things still going well? Oh, yeah, they're great. Uh, yesterday we had a little small box, and she didn't think that Phoebe can get in that box. And I was like, watch and see. And Phoebe <laughs> jumped her little thick stuff right into the box, and she was surprised. So, yeah, they're having a, a blast. Well, that's a great segue for me to bring Maura Davies in because I know she knows what I'm about to say, and cats are so amazing, and so is Maura. She is the Vice President of Communications at the SBCA. That is the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals of North Texas. Their website is simply sbca.org. And so, Maura, what do you want to say about the cat jumping in the little tiny box? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I have to say, if I sit, I sit is a cat mantra, I think, all day long. (laughs) I, I, I'll never, you know, I, I don't think I've ever put a box anywhere in my house where my cats haven't tried to sit on it, get in it, flip it over, uh, sleep in it or whatever. And, it, and like uh, Ronaldo said, it doesn't matter how small the box is or how big the box is, cats love boxes. So I'm going to ask you, 
Do you know why? Because I don't, and I've never, I've never looked it up. You know, I have heard from uh, folks in the past that it's something about the security of some walls and um, possibly even remembering how they felt in the womb all curled up. Oh, wow. Hey. So those are a couple things that I've heard. I am by no means a behavior expert, but I will tell well, that you that sense. even itty-bitty boxes, my cat Opal will jump in this box that I think there's no way she'll fit in. Like one, I kid you not, was like four inches square or four inches cube. <laughs> and she popped in and like she could get her back end kind of in there, but kind of not. It was hilarious. <laughs> How, how big was the box, Ronaldo? I'm going to ask. Is it uh, as big as your hand or smaller than your hand? It was bigger than my hand, but um, okay. if I reached my arms out like a hug, it wasn't any bigger yeah. than that. Wow. Yeah, cats are just amazing. All animals are amazing. And, of course, we do yeah. this segment every week, and we have since the beginning of the show because all of us here have so much passion for animals, and uh, we want to spread the message of anti-cruelty and, of course, uh, adopt, don't shop, and that's what we're talking about today. But there's a little twist on it with the COVID-19, how to virtually adopt a pet. So can you tell us how virtual adoption works, Maura? Yes, I sure can. And thank goodness, we love our virtual adoptions. So we've been doing them for a little bit now, a few weeks. Uh, we did a few by appointment uh, a while back. But right now at the SPCA of Texas, um, we have so many wonderful dogs and cats and horses. Um, I'm just actually looking at all of the animals listed on our website right now, and I can tell you that we have currently, um, goodness, uh, 34 animals at our January Stones Animal Care Center in Dallas, 29 animals, dogs, cats, and even, I think, a horse or two at our H. Perry Animal Care Center in McKinney. We have, um, and we have 40 wonderful pets in foster homes. So those guys are on our website, too. This is spca.org forward slash adopt. So how you do this by, how you do this virtually, we have adoptions by appointment available every Thursday and Saturday right now. So what people do is they can go to that link, spca.org forward slash adopt. At the very top of that page, they'll see a bunch of red text that walks them through the, the details. But basically, when you find a pet that you'd like to meet, you can either visit spcatexas.org forward slash dog adopt if it's a dog, spca.org forward slash cat adopt if it's a cat. And that'll give you a little form you fill out. Our staff will get back with you. We will start that adoption counseling process uh, via email um, uh, and, and phone. And once we get to that point where we say, okay, we're, we're ready to come in, let's get you a, an appointment on a Thursday or a Saturday, uh, we do that. And, and if we, if there is a need for meet and greet, we will schedule that as socially distanced as possible. But in some cases, uh, people can come and do curbside pickups. So we want to... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, for example, I witnessed a curbside adoption uh, the other day where a lovely lady had been on the phone with people email, video, back and forth, and she came, brought the kitty cat home. We brought the kitty out in the carrier, popped him in her car, and off they went. We check on people afterwards. We've done that all along. And yeah. off they are. Off they go to live a life a happily ever after. Wow. That's, that's a great story. It really is, especially, you know, you found, you have found a way to make it work, pet adoptions, even uh, as we move through this crisis, um, things that are starting to open up a little bit. But I, I like the fact that you're using, you know, some precautions as well. I think when mm -hmm. I first heard about this subject, the first thing that came to my mind that I thought, you know, how can you, 
I guess it's just having an open heart. You just don't care. Sight unseen, kind of like I want a cat. I love all cats. I'll just adopt this mm-hmm. cat and make it and make it work somehow. And that 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 in itself is really a cool, beautiful thing. Um, but how important is it to check for a, tef- a temperament without meeting the dog or the mm-hmm. cat, or whether or not you have like a vibe or a connection? Sure. Well, it's something. A couple of things there. Uh, that our, our wonderful staff spends as much time needed with people beforehand. Uh, we try to have as many videos of all of our pets online and to share with people as possible um, uh, so that people get a feel for how that pet is. If there is a situation where we just, that animal needs a meet and greet, for example, if it's a dog who uh, may be good with some dogs but not others, we still want to do those meet and greets. So, of course, everyone is fully masked. Everyone is standing six feet apart. And mm-hmm. uh, we come in and with all appropriate guidelines as, uh, as as outlined by the CDC, we make those happen. On the other side of that, too, for pets like the story I just told you about the lady who adopted the cat and took him home, um, mm-hmm. we're even, we have always actually been this way. If an animal goes home with someone and it does not work out for whatever reason, there is no judgment. We, we It's an opportunity for that pet, for us to learn more about that pet. Now, do we want to make sure we're making the best match from the get-go? Of course. But yeah, despite everything, if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, you know, we'd rather you know, bring that animal back to us. We will work to find a new home, learning what we can. And that person should feel absolutely no shame whatsoever. They tried, like you said, mm-hmm. that with an open heart. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's I know, because I've, you know, personally... Uh, uh, you know, had my own little adoption agency for years, which, by the way, I kept my last dog. I named him Love. I talked about it on the show earlier in the week. So I'm at uh, 11 now. And he's a great dog. He's got a little pit bull in him and a little something else. I don't know what. I may even do one of those dog tests on him for the first time oh, yeah. ever <laughs> to see what he is, just because I'm curious, you know, how much uh, of what he's got in him. But he is the best dog. Oh, my gosh. I feel so fortunate that I was in that Walmart parking lot that day on my way mm. to Starbucks. And, mm-hmm. and our eyes met, if you will. <laughs> I've been in love with him Aww. since our eyes met. So, yeah, I've got my next dog for the next, hopefully, you know, 15, 20 years. <laughs> and um, he's, he's wonderful. Well, they live a long time, and so it is a commitment. And that's the thing mm-hmm. that I want to – I think that's the word that was in my head a minute ago. Like, it comes down to commitment at the end of the day, you know. Um, yes. With anything in life that you want to be successful, you commit to it, and, and you make it successful. And, and sometimes uh, – you know, and if adoption, like you said, just isn't a good fit, you can bring the animal back and you'll find someone that is a good fit. But I think yes. it's important that we all work together to clean up the streets and stop the suffering needlessly of animals that end up on the street or in homes that are unwanted or cruel. So I love the work that you guys do at the SPCA, and I always have, and Maura, love having you on the show as well. Thank you. Always Thank have. you so much, Bernadette. You were amazing. Thank you for your support for years and years. Oh, my gosh. I'm celebrating 19 years with the SPC of Texas here in like a month, and I think wow. I've known you for most of that. So you're an amazing yep. lady, and I, I just appreciate you so much. I, I don't even have the words. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. It's, it comes straight from the heart. It's, there's, you know, uh, I, I love animals, and I always will. They're just amazing creatures, and I encourage everyone out there to do your part to help uh, you know, clean up the earth and put all these wonderful pets into good, loving homes. So, more, we'll talk to you next week. And Thank as a reminder so to everyone, uh, 
Thanks, Maura. Uh, that it is Happy Furry Friday, and it's brought to you by Ned CBD. And if you want some CBD for your dogs, go to helloned.com or yourself, I might add, and use the code OLR for 15% off your first order. And we're going to go to break. We've got a fantastic show coming up. Gabrielle Reyes is with us. She's an actress, a singer, and the proud owner of One Great Vegan. And Cody Myler, one of my, he's my favorite cowboy here in Texas. Uh, he is the, the best keto cowboy. And we're talking about he's opened his gym. So what that's like, the gym experience after quarantine. Stay tuned, everyone. You're listening to One Life Radio. An orange tray cat sitting on a fence Ain't got enough dough to pay the rent I'm flat broke but I don't care I strut right by with my tail in the air Stray cat's strut, I'm a ladies cat I'm a feeling Casanova Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette with Ronaldo Davis, and I have Gabrielle Reyes. She is an actress, singer, and the proud owner of One Great Vegan. Gabrielle hosts the weekly musical cooking show, The Colorful Home Cooking Show, where she shares her favorite recipes and tips of how to create vibrant dishes through music and songs. Specializing in allergen-free food, Gabrielle's philosophy is to feed others sustainably sourced, nourishing, and mouth-watering meals that heal your body and help you get your glow on. You can find her at her website, onegreatvegan.com. That's onegreatvegan.com. Or on social media at One Great Vegan. Always a pleasure. Gabrielle, how are you doing today? I'm so good. I literally just got finished making some vegan fried chicken. So I smell Ooh. delicious right now. <laughs> okay, so I want to know how to make vegan <laughs> vegan fried chicken. Oh, man. And that's so our topic easy. today, actually, Gabrielle, is plant-based eating. is It's becoming mainstream. It really is. And so... I could see a chain of, um, of you know, uh, fried chicken, vegan fried right? chicken. Could you? Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Beyond Meat has already been practicing um, or testing out Beyond Chicken in KFC. They've already partnered with KFC. So they have right. a couple spots, I believe, in Tennessee and then I think in Kentucky or mm-hmm. Alabama, one of those states that they've been doing the chicken. So I haven't tasted it. I have my own recipe from oyster mushrooms that I fry up season and fry up so but i heard that the other chicken is fabulous too yeah well you know fried chicken the reason it's so good is because it's fried first of all right i would think as a vegan chef because you're all about the uh all about the what is it all about the flavorings or what is it we say everything the seasoning (laughs) there you go seasoning is everything and that goes for colonel sanders in the seventh or 13 spices whatever it was that he yeah out of his trunk in uh in the south down here but um but yeah so 
of something like fried chicken and, and, and big companies like KFC, you know, um, getting hip, if you will, and realizing that there's a lot of people out there that just don't want to eat meat anymore. Um, I'm not yeah. going to say it's probably still healthy for you, but it's probably healthier in some ways, depending upon the ingredients. But, you know, mm-hmm. today, like I said, we're talking about is plant-based eating becoming more mainstream? So, you know, people decide to move to a plant-based or vegan diet for different reasons. We all know that. But can you tell us your story on how you actually became a vegan? Yeah. So back in college around 2011, I just broken up with my boyfriend and I started Mm -hmm. really struggling with bulimia, like heavy, heavy. And, you know, it wasn't just um, a physical disorder. It really was a mental issue. And one day I had a couple of friends who probably said the word vegan. I had no idea what it meant. But one day I was at a tailgate eating, you know, fried corn, fried, like, uh, chicken or something, you know, all those like tailgate bacon wrap, who knows what. And I felt horrible. (laughs) Like I really felt just like death inside. And I remember the next morning waking up and saying, I'm not going to put death in my body anymore. I'm just not going to do that anymore. And I literally never looked back, truly. I just was like, all right, this is what I'm doing now. And it kind of just transformed. And it's crazy because me and my husband were talking about it the other day, you know, he wasn't vegan when we first met. He was, you know, chicken fan, you know, pork, you know, all those things. Fish and chicken were his main sources of protein. But what's cool is that he realized that he can eat the exact same things that he loves, which is, you know, Chick-fil-A, French fries, burgers. But you can eat them via, you know, Beyond Meat, which is an incredible brand that's been skyrocketing, honestly, because of the COVID-19. They're mm-hmm. all everything about their brand has just been expanding because the meat industry is, you know, you, I'm sure you've seen the news, you know, the uh, New York times just did a piece about how uh, COVID-19 is the end of meat, the mainstream meat industry. So as we know it, yeah, well, and it, that's one good thing that came out of this because animals, I mean, I'm, I'm a, a Vanguard member of, the, of, of PETA. So I've seen the videos for years of the abuse that's been going on. It's one of the things that has made me crazy for years. And one of the things that has ignited a fire under my rear end that we must fight this because whether you eat meat or not, and I can't think of one meat eater that I know that hasn't agreed with this, that the animal must be treated humanely. It must be killed humanely. Um, and so and I don't think people are ever going to stop completely eating meat, but I do think that oh, there's no. been a, an, an incredible awareness, which has been so overdue, that we cannot continue to do this to the earth and to the animals and to ourselves because it is affecting all three of our health, right? Yeah, or definitely, health. definitely. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's what I tell everyone. It's like, it's not about cutting out all meat. It's not about cutting out all dairy. That's not what it's about. It's about recognizing that you have three choices a day or, you know, two choices. I practice intermittent fasting, so two choices. You have two choices a day to choose, all right, am I going to help the planet or am I going to harm the planet? And if you want to choose to harm the planet and your body for a little moment, that's okay. No one's going to judge you for your choices just recognize that it is your choice and that you can also have those same flavors and spices and everything as a plant-based option. But it really is about reintroducing yourself to what it would look like um, choosing a plant-based option and also balancing it out with whatever other protein sources you seem fit for your body type. 
Well, I was reading uh, a little blurb on, I don't remember where, but it's, it, it addressed the fact that cheese is like an opiate, and it's absolutely addicting. Um, and then I, uh, on my bookshelf, found the, and he's been on the show, I think, twice now, Dr. Neil Barnard. Uh, he is a New York Times bestselling author. He wrote the book years ago, The Cheese Trap, How Breaking a Surprising mm-hmm. Addiction Will Help You Lose Weight, Gain an- Energy, and Get Healthy. And that's one of the things I like about the paleo movement, because they are non-dairy. You know, they're, mm-hmm. uh, they're non-grain, a lot of things. So you can find good in any diet. And I think the key to it is just find some sort of balance and bring all three of them in together so your eating is optimally as you can without doing harm to other living creatures. And so, but exactly. you are definitely seeing new vegan products in the chain grocery stores every day. So do you really think that the general public, uh, public is now becoming just more aware of the factory farming industry? And how animals are treated, yes. do you think that's at the root of it? I, well, I do think that people, I think it's a mixture of a lot of things. It's celebrities going vegan. It's, you know, these huge million-dollar companies coming to the forefront where Tyson and Hormel are. And it really is that balance of, you know, the meat industry. And unfortunately, you know, at these factories, people are dying because of the circumstances and the situations that they're put in to handle the meat, you know, at these the butchering, you know, they're getting contracting COVID-19. And I think a lot of people are trying to wrestle with their morals. See, all right, is my meat, my choice of meat for a few seconds that tastes on my lips, is that worth people dying? You know, who I, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's a big um, choice that a lot of people are making here. But a lot of, like I said, it also goes along with the celebrities. You know, we see Beyonce, Billie Eilish, you know, all these different celebrities kind of saying, hey, you don't have to go fully vegan, but, you know, making a plant-based option once a day is is great. You know, Oprah did a whole um, tour based around a one meal a day, one plant-based meal a day, uh-huh, uh, promoting uh-huh. that for um, yeah. her health and wellness. Yeah, I love Oprah. <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> uh, she, you know, she, yeah, she makes stuff happen. She does, and she brings awareness to a lot of subjects that just need awareness uh, to open people's yeah. minds about what's really going on behind the scenes. But what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have regarding eating a plant-based or vegan diet? Oh, the amount of times I have heard, where do you get your protein? Where do you oh, God. get your iron your b12 and i always tell people and this is what i tell everyone well where do you think an elephant gets his protein where do you think a gorilla gets his protein they're eating plants and yep what's beautiful about the world that we live in and the fact that we're humans is that we have access to a myriad of plant protein sources whether that's beans nuts seeds or if you want to choose you know the uh Beyond meat or, you know, jackfruit, uh, oyster mushrooms, cauliflower, dark leafy greens, all those different vegetables, fruits, seeds, and nuts, they all have protein in it. And I think the big misconception that goes along with protein is people think you need so much protein. And yeah, they don't do. Need, you don't need, you know, copious amounts of protein. Your body cannot handle that much. You really should just listen to your body. Do I feel weak? I should eat some protein. Do I feel stuffed? I shouldn't eat some protein. Do I feel weak? Uh, you know, and not filling up on, you know, just bread and, and gluten and wheat and soy. You know, staying away from those sources to fill you up and instead sticking to truly eating the rainbow, I think, is the main thing that I say when people are like, oh, where do you get your protein? I say, from the rainbow, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> from the rainbow. Uh, do you have a rainbow song you'd like to sing for us? 
Are one of your oh, vegetable snap, songs? I make you... one up. Eat the rainbow, <laughs> baby. Eat the rainbow, baby. There we go. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all you got? Okay, now I want to hear. Let's hear one about broccoli. One of the fun things about having you on the show is the fact that you are an actress and a singer and the, the proud owner of One Great Vegan. But let's end the show with a nice song about whatever you want that encourages people to eat plant-based and, and get themselves healthier, ultimately. I, I have the perfect song for you. Vegan okay. fried chicken, cooking in the kitchen. Vegan fried chicken, that's that flavor hitting. Vegan fried chicken. I love it. I love it. And I love you. I really do. Can't wait till I can have you back in the studio and we can have you cook the vegan fest like you, uh, feast like you did uh, the last time we saw you. Always a pleasure, Gabrielle. Really, truly. Yes. Thank you so much. Right. Enjoy. Y'all stay safe, stay healthy, stay wealthy, stay wise. Absolutely. You too. And have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Everyone stay tuned. We've got a great show continuing on. Cody Myler is with us. We're going to be talking about the gym experience after quarantine. Uh, So many gyms are opening uh, all over the city, all over the country. So stay tuned. More coming up with Cody Myler. He is my favorite cowboy. Stay tuned, everyone. You're listening to One Life Radio. I know my rent was going to be late about a week ago. I worked my tail off, but I still can't pay it though. But I got just enough to get off in this club and have me a good time before my time is up. Hey, let's get it now. Drop it like it's hot, dirty talk, dirty dance. She a freaky girl, and I'm a freaky man. She on the rebound, broke up with an ex, and I'm like Rodman, ready on deck. I told her I wanna ride out, and she said yes. We didn't go to church, but I got blessed. I know my rent was gonna be late about a week ago. I worked my tail off, but I still can't pay it though. But I got just enough to get off in this club and have me a good time. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Ronaldo Davis and my favorite cowboy, Cody Myler. He is also known as the Keto Cowboy and is a health and fitness expert, trainer, instructor, and business owner. He holds a bachelor's in exercise psychology, a master's in sports management, and over 20 different fitness certifications. Cody began following a keto lifestyle in 2014, and he spent the next two years learning everything possible about ketosis and a ketogenic lifestyle. Uh, In 2016, Cody founded a keto coaching program, helping individuals understand and incorporate keto into their daily lives. In 2019, uh, Cody founded the National Athletic Keto Association, or NACA as it's known, N-A-K-A, hosting the first keto carnivore bodybuilding competition right here in Dallas, Texas. His website is mylerflex.com, and that's M-Y-L-E-R, flex.com, or on Instagram, myler underscore flex. 
and Facebook, that's Annex T R E P Fitness. It's great to have you with us. How are you doing, my favorite cowboy? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How does it feel to have your gym open finally? Oh, it, it, it feels good. It's definitely, it's different, but it definitely, it feels good to be back into it, getting the swing of things, that's for sure. Well, you know, and there's some, it's got to be so different because, you know, after quarantine, I can only imagine. So, you know, uh, Texas is leading the pack, too, in regard, in regard to reopening businesses after quarantine. So your facility, NXT Rep Fitness, is again open for business, as I said, as of May 18th. So can you tell us what it's been like these first few days? Yeah, you know, I, I honestly kind of thought people were just going to be bombarding the gym and just rushing it in. And and it's actually kind of been a slow burn. You know, it, it Monday uh, we had, I don't know, a, a small amount. You know, there was probably 50 people throughout the whole day. And then Tuesday it started to ramp up. People were starting to learn we were open. Um, and it's gotten a little bit more busier and busier uh, memberships has gone up. We've probably gained probably 50 new members this week, but oh, nice. at the same time, people are still cautious, you know, which is good. I'm okay with that. I'm a, I'm okay with that. I think, you know, everybody needs to be smart. So I, I'm actually happy that people aren't treating this like the first of the year and just packing the gym. Yeah. Well, I mean, my first thing that comes to mind is, okay, so the equipment has to be, did you have to move all your equipment to make it at least six feet apart? And or is that one of the restrictions or guidelines well, that you must follow? We we must be, yeah. So the, the guidelines, and this is Texas, you know, I, I, other states may have different regulations. But as far as yeah. Texas goes, um, everybody has to wear full-finger gloves, not even just those regular weightlifting gloves that show your fingers. You have to wear full-finger gloves. Uh, we have to be six feet apart. Uh, we have to wipe everything down before and after use. The locker rooms and showers are off limits. Now, you can use the restroom and the sink is open, but you can't go in and change clothes and all that good stuff. Oh, uh, wow. you know, or you can't take a shower, saunas, all that stuff. That, that's off limits. My water fountains, they're, they're off limits. So we have vending machines where people can buy water and stuff. But, you know, um, so those those are the main regulations. Also, the the other one uh, is no more than 25% occupancy. So for my gym, that is roughly about 45 people in the whole gym. Uh, And now that does not include staff members. So it's just as far as members, once we hit 45, we can't let anybody else in. Wow. Okay, so, gosh, I have so many questions. So, when you were talking, um, you know, we're talking about the gloves and stuff like that. Um, how do you know, like, so people are required to walk in, wash their hands, and then put on their gloves? Because what if they come in with dirty gloves? You know, they and might. they bring I mean, it, it's, it's, <laughs> all, it's all a gamble. I mean, I, you know, I, it, it's crazy. You know, I think probably, I mean, if you were to ask me, I would think it would be more important to have mask on versus gloves. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's, you know, that, that was one of my questions. So they're not that, requiring to use uh, you guys to use masks. No, they're, they they aren't. That's not mandatory. It's gloves. It's mandatory. Uh, so I, you know, I'm not the one that makes <laughs> makes the rules. Uh, so I just got to follow them. And that's one thing I want everybody to really, you know, I think I can speak for all gym owners out there, from small to corporate gyms is even if you may not agree with what the regulations are in your state, 
please follow them because at the end of the day, if somebody breaks them and a city official walks into the gym, I'm the one, they're the ones that have to pay the fine, that take the brunt, and they may even close the gym down. So at least we all can agree that we all want to work out. We want, it it helps your immune system by getting in there, being active. So just follow the rules. There could be way worse things out there that we've got to do. If all you got to do is put some gloves on and disinfect and just keep your distance, I think you can make that happen. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking of the labor cost of all this. It has to be an operational nightmare too, from years of, just being in the restaurant business and then the, the spa business, you know, there, there are certain things that are just um, problematic, if you will, um, with or yeah. without a quarantine. And so you said earlier that they, you have to clean after uh, each use. Like, so if somebody goes up to, the, to do a, a bench press, let's say, and they use the bench press machine, and they're handling the weights yeah. and putting it back, you have to clean all of that equipment in between each use? Yeah, now, I mean, we are going in uh, once every every two hours, and the staff is going in and cleaning. But it's the members, we have everything out there for them, and we are, like, we're watching them, and we're saying, hey, wipe that down, wipe that down. So, you know, I, we can't follow every single person and wipe it. So there's some, there's got to be some accountability on their part. Right. And then yeah. also on, on my end, I'm kind of fortunate, uh, my family actually – uh, has a product that's a, that's a, a disinfectant, and we can we have these foggers that we have in the gym that's actually killing the virus in the air. Uh, it was funny you you were talking to the lady earlier, and their product is actually one that is going to go into a lot of the uh, manufacturers, the meat packing, and all that because it's one hundred percent green, and it's ten times more effective than some of the leading brands that are out there right now. Yeah, I want to know more about it. I'm sure a lot of people out there mm-hmm. listening are curious. Would you let? Would you care? You say it's it's green. What is it? I mean, you probably can't well, close the ingredients, but um, because uh, of, because of the law right now, I can't give out all the details until there's one more one more thing done, and then we will be rocking and rolling and, and telling the world about it. I can't wait. Um, yeah, uh, it, what a what a great well. This, Necessity is the mother of invention, isn't it? And 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 in times like this, a lot of good things are happening along with the bad, and that's the thing that we have to remember uh, and how to navigate through it. So, speaking of navigation, how does someone prepare for a trip to the gym? What do they need to bring that maybe they didn't need to bring uh, before COVID nineteen? Well, you know, again, like I said, we we don't even have the water fountains on, and that's not mandatory. It's just I think that's just better to do. Uh, you know, who wants to be following somebody else? So we just shut them off. So totally bring your own water. Uh, you know, I I would say even before coming to the gym, probably take a shower. <laughs> Make oh, sure yeah. the clothes that you're wearing are clean. Uh, you know, do as much as you can to disinfect yourself as possible before coming into the gym. And then when you go home, same thing, the same protocol that everybody's been saying. When you get home, take those clothes off, shower, you know, all that. Uh, but, you know, bring your own towel. If you have some of your own disinfectant, your own hand sanitizer, you know, bring that if you feel that, um, you know, there's not enough at, at the gym that you're at. You know, bring your own and just try to follow the rules as much as possible. Yeah. I do that everywhere. I'm lucky I found some hand sanitizer. I think it was at CVS the other day. It was very expensive, but it had like 80% alcohol in it. And I actually bought three of them, one for myself and each of my daughters. And I went to Lowe's the other night. And by the way, I didn't know that like the end of a sink 
that there were female and male, like little, um, you know the thing? You'll probably know because you're a guy, I, and I should know before I brought it up, but the little thing mm-hmm. that you screw, screw around the end of the sink that kind of makes the water not come out so so hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, yeah. what's it called? I don't even know what it's called, but, but the yeah, guy I, said, yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. I'll find out during the break, but and then it's got nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I think it's kind of interesting. I had no idea as a woman going into Lowe's, and he's like, yeah, they're down there on the left. I'm like, okay, so when I get down there on the left, there's like literally hundreds of different things, you know, that you can put on the end of your, you know, your sink to like, fill, you know, stop the water from coming out so fast. And I didn't know, yeah. and then I just kept investigating. There's male and female parts, just like a, a bell pepper. There's male and female <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that, so I learned something new. Um, but anyway, I know that's a stupid story. It's got nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I'm sure someone out there is finding it entertaining. But we're going to go to break, and we're coming up with Cody Myler. He's great. He's a keto cowboy, and we're going to talk more about the gym experience after quarantine. Stay tuned, everyone. You're listening to One Life Radio. Ronaldo Davis and one of my favorite guys on the show, Cody Myler, who we were introduced to by Sean Wells, and a big shout out to Sean Wells as well. Uh, Cody Myler is also known as the Keto Cowboy and is a health and fitness expert, trainer, instructor, and business owner here in Dallas. Uh, he holds a bachelor's in exercise, a psychology, a master's in sports management, and over 20 different fitness certifications. His website is MylerFlex.com. That's MylerFlex.com. Dot com or on Instagram at Myler underscore Flex. Love having this guy on the show today. We're talking about getting the gyms uh, back open here in Texas, the gym experience after quarantine. So, uh, and, uh, Cody, I found out the name of what that little piece was. It's an aerator. That's what it's called. Uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And there's male and female, by the way. If there's any women out there listening that need to replace their aerator, <laughs> know that there's going to be a lot of choices. But anyway, back on focusing on the gym experience after quarantine. I have to ask you, I'm just curious, is everyone being respectful? full of the new rules or are you having to you know get a little uh get a little uh uh what do i want to say crazy with them (laughs) yeah no no everybody's been been reasonable for sure i mean there have been some people that uh they didn't realize there were rules and so they just walk in the gym and they didn't have gloves and they didn't and we've had we've got some disposable 
gloves if people need them. Um, but, you know, once they learn the rules, I haven't had anybody, you know, fight back about it. They've been like, okay, I get it. And they, they yeah, everybody's been good. Well, good. So let me ask you this. If this phase of reopening works, what's next for, for businesses, do you think? Is, is, is there a date set when restrictions will be lifted or even further? I mean, like right now, I'm still doing the show from home, and I haven't been in the studio in four weeks, and I'm really looking forward to getting back and getting just better sound and just being back in my studio because that's what feels comfortable to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I have no idea. I have no idea the timeline. I think the um, – the stats are going to tell the story here in the next week or two, you know, Mm -hmm. especially even here in Dallas uh, today, I think is the day that bars can open up at 25%. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see uh, in the next week, two weeks, what the stats were, because before uh, we opened up, Dallas was averaging 250 new cases a day. So it'll be, it'll be interesting if we're, if we're going up, Higher, I don't know. Uh, there's no telling what Abbott or Congress or any of that is going to do next. Wow. I'll have to call my niece, Michelle, and I actually think she's listening right now to find out if the Grapevine Bar uh, is going to reopen. It's uh, been in the family for years. Um, and Michelle and Richard, my nephew, started it years and years ago. Uh, I, I love that bar. <laughs> do you? Well, that's that's, that's yeah. That's part of my family right there. <laughs> I had no idea about that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. close to my gym, too. <laughs> now you think I'm even cooler than you already did, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, it's a small world that we live in, especially here in Dallas. It's a big city. Yeah. But it's, it's so funny how small it is sometimes. But, you know, what advice would you give someone who is heading back to the gym for the first time? You know, what kind of maybe mental attitude they, they should have and what they might expect? Yeah, definitely. So I've, I've watched this now for, we've been open now five days and uh, I, I watched on Monday and Tuesday, some people walking in and I mean, just going aggressive at it, going hard. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're coming in sore as can be, they can barely move. And there are some people out there that just thrive off that and they love it. And if they have been working out uh, in these last two months, then maybe it didn't affect them as much, and they just really are thriving off the soreness. But, you know, the stats show that if you don't work out for two weeks, your fitness level decreases 20 to 25%. And the more in shape you are, the higher that number is. And so because the muscle tissue just breaks down faster. Yeah, it does. um, for myself, I haven't worked out. I have not lifted, lifted real weights for eight weeks. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been working hard on the farm, doing a lot of landscaping labor stuff, but that's not the same as isolating a muscle group to failure. And so some of those people that don't thrive off just the pain and the soreness of the next day, I'm really concerned that they're going to come in, not working out for eight weeks, push their body to a limit, and then they're sore, and then they don't. They kind of get to that mind frame where they're like, "I don't want to do that. I don't want to work out. This this is hell. I don't want to do it." And that's right. not what I want want for them. I want take it yeah. slow, you know, go easy. in, keep it easy, keep it simple, and ramp yourself up. If you're not that person that loves that 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 you know the soreness the next day and all that type of stuff, and if you haven't been working out for eight weeks, just it's not a race. Well, yeah, and it's a great way to get injured. You know, you have to take things slow, especially after an eight-week break. That's, 
you know, it's like having a baby. Uh, That's about how much time after having a baby you have to wait uh, before you can really start lifting weights. I'm not in in horrible shape at all, but like I said, I didn't work out for eight weeks, and I do have a a fractured back. Now, it's something that I live with and stuff, but yesterday I was showing one of my clients how to do – dumbbell deadlifts and i was just showing it to him with 25 pound dumbbells i came up on the second rep and just tweaked my back and just oh, haven't really been doing back workouts so yesterday yep. i was laid out and, and i mean it's it's just some simple movements if you haven't been doing it and you haven't been focusing on those muscle groups don't go on go into the gym just thinking oh well that was just two months ago i'm back to what i was yep. no yeah be smart yeah, you do have to be smart. And you can throw out your back. Just, I, I, I dated a guy once. I remember him telling me a story that he threw out his back for just by bending over to pick up a pen, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it can happen uh, it, to anybody. It's easy. And, yeah. Yeah, it is. But uh, we've got about a minute. Uh, what do you want people to know? What's the message you want to get out for it to everyone out there that's, uh, that's uh, listening right now, Cody? I, my message is one: just please follow follow all the regulations that these gyms have to go by. So don't jeopardize them. Have some self accountability. Do what you need to do. Also, get outside. You know, you don't have to be in the gym. Get outside. Get some sun. And you know, just let's try to get through this together as peaceful, as nice, nice as we can. And and hopefully we can we can see a better day. Absolutely. I love it. Tell Chris, your wife, I said hello. I can't wait to have you guys back out to the house when all this stuff is over. We can have a we can have a party, another party at my house or your house. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. I still got that bottle of tequila that you gave me. So oh, <laughs> yeah. all right. Cody, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Everyone out there, have a fantastic weekend. And you know what? Just uh, take it easy, if you will. Don't 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 rush too fast getting back into the gym. Because you have to be careful because you get one body, one mind, and one life. Get out there and you know what? Just take it easy. Have a good weekend.